You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round nine. Finally, Uh, this episode is brought to you by averaging one point per game as an expansion team is excellent, but opening your home stadium and not getting a loss priceless for everything else. There's MasterCard. Wait, no, 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 uh, no, actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS fantasy insider and MLS fantasy boss.com. I'm your host Reed Connolly from MLS fantasy boss. And tonight I'm joined by our usual co-hosts, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. How are you all doing tonight? I'm good. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, I'm great. And I'm happy Blaine's back. And while you were gone, Blaine, Ashley still wasn't even able to say hello. Thank you first. Yeah, I tried. Andrea Bader. Cut me off. She must have known. She watches every episode. so (laughs) She did it. Um, Yeah. So two, two quick updates before we start the show. One, um, for all of our Patreon supporters, I have gotten half of the swag in. That is uh, the stickers that we do every year. A couple of special things, depending on your tier, that uh, you'll just have to wait until you get the mailer. Uh, the main part, the masks that are coming this year, uh, have not gotten in yet. Um, I, I hope some of that gets cleared up soon. But uh, as soon as I get all that in, I will send all that stuff out. Uh, and also, have to point out, Ashley coming to us live uh, from the outdoors showing off the Pacific Northwest. What? Yeah, doing it. Like I said, my office got taken over by homebrew beer. Thanks. Shout out to husbands everywhere. (laughs) Uh, So if you are listening to us uh, on the podcast, then please check out the YouTube if you want to see Ashley's front porch and the little Mm -hmm. little setup that she has has ready to go. Even got a little trophy there in the background just to to really get the ambiance. There we go. There we go. Perfect. Uh, Thank you, everyone, who's joining us again tonight. This is a quick turnaround, so I'll hit this also at the top of the show. Games start tomorrow, if you're listening to us tonight on the Monday live stream, and today, if you're listening to us on on Tuesday. Uh, So I'll be doing my best (laughs) edited as soon as possible. So I hope you are listening to this early on Tuesday. Uh, We're going to start with a quick recap back to the normal schedule since this round eight, two-week nonsense is finally over. But this is a massive double game week coming up, so we'll try to get through some of these takeaways really quick so we can touch on the players. Uh, Let's get started. How did your teams do? Blaine, you were a little bit of a set and forget last week. How'd that work out for you? It worked out really well. I was paying attention enough to make the switch from room to uh, bush when I saw Room wasn't playing. Nice. I was tipped off with that one that Room was possibly in COVID quarantine coming back or safety protocols, as they call it. Um, I was in the car the first day, so I was able to make a few moves, and I ended up going with Shallowy. I know if it was brought up on the podcast last week with my picks, I believe I had three forwards from the end of the week or from the second half of the week. And those three guys all pay, or two of those three paid off. Uh, I think it was Kamara, Zardes, and Rubin. Um, Rubin didn't do well. I actually kept him and did not take Zardes. That's probably my own shortcoming, only shortcoming of the week. Um, but I put Shallowy in there, so I got that one instead. So it wasn't a huge trade off. Um, ended up, I know I was wavering, but I went with Heal for my captain. Forgot to change it to Zella. I said if they had a full strength lineup, I'd probably switch, but 
it didn't work. And then Zussi on the back line getting hurt in the first game kind of takes my score a little bit. But looks like it's a 93 overall um, week rank, 252. So that starts out uh, round two of the or the second Champions League qualifier right outside the top 250. And I think I'm about 20 points out of making the top 50. Maybe it's 10 points out of making the top 50. So definitely stayed within reach on the first on the first week. And that's really what you want to do is just make sure you keep it close and keep that average up. And so I'm happy with it. Very nice. Ashley, what about you? Yeah, I made a couple roster viewing tinkers, which sometimes are smart and sometimes are not. Um, I looked at that Nashville lineup and I faded Duncan, who was someone I talked about last week and talked, read into over Gutman. And then um, he hit and I did not. I also started Zussi, which was not ideal. Um, I ended the week with 87, which I would in a normal situation have been happy about, except for I feel like I dropped points by kind of leaving some players I shouldn't have left and then fading some players that I wish I'd kept. So, but moved up in overall ranking, still not where I want to be, but um, it, it was okay. Very nice. Uh, had some amazing scores that we're seeing in the chat right now. Uh, Patrick with 111, good for third yeah. overall this week. Uh, uh, Cameron with a hundred who has gone to 12th overall. Uh, so not for the round rank, that's just, just overall in general. Uh, I had 101 points, so I, I felt pretty good Ooh. about that. Uh, I know that I was, I was kind of disappointed in some of the scores I saw from people who went in heavier with double game week teams than I did. Uh, and maybe you guys who got those big ones did did more. I didn't check that out, but I was very pleased with, with what ended up happening. A lot of my players, hit uh, a lot of it was philadelphia they didn't really come through for me i, I had a uh, coronel on the bench i had duncan i had busio i had shallowy uh, so i had a very strong bench so i was able to just clear out my field to allow those players to come in uh, I, I ran with hollingshead who got me a nine pozuelo i put in more that was more of a, a last yeah. minute one i think i shared that one on on the chalkboard picks i was looking at pozuelo uh, i kept zella rayon i ended up a captain heel and I also went Vela and, and Montiero. So 101 points, won all of my head-to-heads. That was that was pretty amazing. Uh, a triple-digit score was definitely fantastic this, this round. I am trying to rebound off of a very poor round eight start that I had, or sorry, round seven start that I had for this, for this qualifying chunk. So uh, I was 68th overall for, for the week, and uh, for the week rank and the overall rank, I'm in the top 200. <laughs> climbing back in hoping that that works out i want to give a very special shout out right now to um one of our discord members leanne longtime member her son asher actually got the round rank number one this week so asherman congrats congrats for that amazing amazing score uh he is old enough to play the game but young enough that i'm not going to tell you how young that he is so that we all don't feel bad. <laughs> so, nice. so, so well, there congrats to leanne that. for raising such a smart that's right raising there. a baller a baller right there uh, job, we said Mom. she could have come on and she was like no i got company over and we're like well you all could come on so uh but no, where's asher can asher sneak in we i mean maybe <laughs> got to get the guy but no big congrats to asher so congrats right there that's uh awesome. some quick some quick general takeaways that you all have from this week ashley um, I was happy to see Vela contribute more. Um, I am just getting really frustrated with 
five floor Atuesta. That's what I'm referring to him now is because he just gets five. Um, but, you know, I think we're all kind of hankering for that LAFC fantasy point so that we have become accustomed to. But um, I feel like he was just one step closer this week. Um, RSL defense looks great. Um, Columbus defense looks great. Krylak looks like he's hitting a real rhythm right now, which is great going into a double game week. Um, and then, you know, SKC did a, did a really great job pulling a double before heading into another double. And so, I mean, the last double was a fake double, but still, um, they look to be getting guys healthy, getting people back before gold cup, you know, rosters open up. So, and also Austin open in the stadium with point. I'll take, right. That's right. That's Great. right. Yeah. Point they, is better they, than all no right. Point. All right. All right. All right. All right. Blaine, what do you want to add? I didn't have a whole lot this week. Um, yeah. Other than the set your lineup and kind of check to make sure you guys are playing, but don't do a lot of tinkering. This season has been more predictable than I think we've ever had one. That's just going to be my takeaway. The guys you expect to get decent points are usually playing pretty okay. Um, there will be a few duds here and there, but I'm hearing all over the place and you see it on Twitter. Anybody who tinkers when they see lineups is generally dropping points. Um, go yes. with your gut You know and- someone who's doing that. It's yes, I do. Here in this room. Yeah, so we're but we're hearing that a lot. So go with your gut. I did a mostly set and forget week and it paid off well enough. Um so that's my big takeaway is I'm I'm seeing a lot of we're seeing a lot of consistency among the top players. Um the guys you expect to get good points and a good average are really coming through for us over and over again. So you might as well keep riding them. And the guys that do have a few bad weeks, their prices are dropping, so they're not pricing themselves out all the time either. Yeah, I just have a couple that I, I want to mention. Um, I, I agree <laughs> with Blaine. This is this is a rough round to really have some solid takeaways from because of the impact of the international break. So, uh, but a few mm-hmm. things that I do want to mention, I guess I guess three is I think we've all been getting burnt a little bit by Zilla Ryan so far. So there's there's some hiccup there with some of the Columbus play that I think if you haven't already cut on to it, just, just be aware of that going into this big week. Uh, Maxi Morales for New York City FC, yeah. back at full 90 for this this last yeah. one. He came back a couple of weeks ago, uh, but he played a full 90, got a solid score. We'll talk more about him later, but I want to mention him. And yeah. then I also want to mention Julian Gressel. We've dropped his name several times before on the show he's a sub nine million player he's been a pretty good value at times he and he's had amazing scores for um for a lot of of this season but mm-hmm. something i want to to point out is if you look he had nine points this last round um i said amazing scores i mean for for what dc's been doing he's he's gotten some eights some sixes uh and then he got a nine this last round um four of those points came from big chances created that is probably not likely going to be a consistent stat that you'll see, but he got a point from crosses, a point from key passes. Uh, and then he ended up getting a point from a clean sheet. So, and minutes played. So his floor was really more around a five, which seems um, kind of like an average of what he's playing, but I still wanted to point that out. If you saw, we've dropped his name before he saw, he saw that big point total. Ola Kamar got a goal. So DC seems to be on, maybe they've gotten, the hang gotten their their game legs some of their conditioning in uh, but a lot of those points came from big chances created so i just want to point that out when you're looking at those stats and parsing what's going on uh, other than that like i said 
rough rough round to really the two week thing the the faux double game week it's it's rough to really get some solid takeaways but i like everything that you guys have said so far thank you so much uh chat real yeah. quick before we move on did we miss anything uh, eric <laughs> so mentioned much. that Lennon did well from atlanta without getting a clean sheet yeah and that's when yep. Lennon's another one of those go-tos that we drop a lot uh, that we're hope- hopeful to get um get points from even if they have a rough time uh Pazuelo is is back i mentioned at the top of the show uh thanks rommel he he changes the attack uh he got a, a good a good score as well uh, so. and akinola score scoring i think bodes well for toronto as mm-hmm. as well for just their attack and he hasn't gotten on the score sheet in a while too always captain heel is someone uh was mentioned by by eric uh, I, I don't know he definitely had a solid score this week i know skylar redpath captain johnny russell who I think ended up yeah. getting him 22 points. So maybe he was a little bit better, but Johnny Russell back yeah. in the mix as well, uh, going into this double game week. So some, some names to consider some, lots of people are coming back in general. Some of these players were were injured and that's why we're pointing them out as, as they're back into yeah. the mix now. So mm-hmm. when you're looking at their scores, they, they may seem lower than you may have expected, or they may have just may have just gone out of your mind after spending so much time. Sure. But, all right. Well, let's get ready for our housekeeping section for this massive double game week. So housekeeping for round nine. Uh, first, let's start out to uh, congratulations to the MLS Fantasy Boss Network of, of leagues, uh, the MLS Fantasy Boss and Discord Classic Leagues. Uh, Brian Coral FC is still head. I think he was also winning last time. Uh, Reddit SD Ibar FC is, is leading. And then over at Patreon, uh, Garth Butchers, one of our longtime Patreon supporters, is, is leading the Classic League over in the head-to-heads. There's still people who are tied. Our Discord head-to-head has a three-way tie at 8 and 0 Our Patreon has a three-way tie at 7-0-1. And, and our Invitational, Experts Invitational, we have Skylar and Mito who are tied at 7-0-1 and as well. I've come back and I'm back into fourth place uh, right there. I think we also had uh, an MLSFI Derby this week in we did. Uh, in there we did. that was Ashley and Blaine head to head. So, yep. and if you listen to the scores that we had at the top of the show, I think we know how it turned out. Yeah, oh for two. Oh, it's rough. Oh. Coming back to you guys. It's rough. I mean, this is this is the the experts the league. It's, I mean, this is, yeah. yes, yes. We got to get a little yeah. bit of. Uh, we don't condone hazing. The podcast does no. not condone hazing, but we do condone do trial it. by fire. So, <laughs> sure. I'll take it. Uh, that's that's what it is so um so there's just a little quick recap for this housekeeping the number one thing is as we already teased games start tomorrow they start tuesday june 22nd at 4 30 pacific daylight time which for those of you who aren't living in Our the pacific definitely. northwest uh <laughs> that is 7 30 eastern standard time yes we can tell who prepped the rundown this week Sorry. yes 7 30 eastern standard time is when games start with orlando versus san jose that is the only game Mm -hmm. next week so why i stress that you need to make sure you have your teams ready by then it's really only if you want orlando or sand or san jose players so more on that doubles both on doubles yes uh speaking of that Every it's much easier to tell you who is not on a double game week yeah. this week than who is because it's everybody except Inter Miami 
and Colorado. So uh, if, if you are looking for teams for your switcheroos, my preference is to look at Miami players because they do play the latest of those two teams, Uh, but you can easily make it work with Colorado, especially if you're not really concerned about um, doing the max min max with switcheroos. But yeah, it's, it's uh, Miami and Colorado are the only two teams who are on a single and why I am a champion of single game week teams during double game weeks with this type of double game week. No. It's just a no. It is, it is yeah. just a complete no. Uh, nobody's on a buy. At me. No yeah. one. Yeah, nobody's on a buy. So uh, be looking at Miami and Colorado for your switcheroos or your autoroos. And uh, Blaine, injuries, call-ups, any updates for us? Um, nothing. I did not have time to get through that today. Okay. So the basic tip, pretty fair is uh, head over to Reddit. Yeah. Sorry. Head over to Reddit. Call-ups are still just, uh, Copa America and Euros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, TBD. Yeah, exactly. Head over to Reddit. Um, just check out the list there. Uh, Christian does an amazing job with that. Head over to Reddit right now as well, because, uh, Christian is helping us out with the discord, um, poll voting so that we can get that oh, cool. that article up as soon as we can everything's just trying to get out stuff fast this week i can't promise it's going to be up yeah. before tuesday just because of the quick turnaround but uh he is helping us get that that poll posted so go over there check it out uh, and vote for who you are looking at so we can make the discord uh power rankings discord rankings right there which i apologize for having just i apologize for having an eight month old and, and not having all the time to be able to devote to that as How as i dare have. you I'd imagine in my mind, but, but that's why the discord team has stepped up and uh, thanks so much guys. Um, yeah, that's everything that we have. So as I promised, yep. uh, we're trying to save as much time as we can for the actual player discussions and some qu- credit credit, some questions that uh, we got from the Reddit and, and on Twitter. So let's move on to our player picks for round yeah. nine. All right, player picks for round nine. We're going to start out with most promising games. Ashley, what are you looking at? Uh, I, I'm going to switch the order of which I wrote these things as to not offend Reed. So my first game that I'm excited about is uh, Seattle-Vancouver. Uh, that's the weekend game. Uh, RSL, I think, is a little more a little more work for the Sounders, but Vancouver, not as much. Um, also to note, the Sounders have two home games in this round. And it is the first time they are welcoming back a full stadium. It won't be full because they're doing one of those. You can only sit in your seats if you're vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you have to sit in the vaccinated section, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you're going to see a lot more fans in the stadium this weekend. No social distancing, et cetera. Um, and that is only going to benefit them. Um, I'm also excited for NYCFC Atlanta. I think that has a lot of good fantasy implications. I know Atlanta is a little shorthanded, so it's not going to be kind of the fun game that we've always seen. Um, I'm excited for San Jose LA. This is a Cali Classico that I think is kind of going to get lost in the mix of a lot of crazy games this week, but there's a Cali Classico. Um, And then I'm also really excited about Toronto Cincinnati. Um, I just think Toronto's heading a fun stride and since he's going to have to go on the road for the first time in a little bit. And I think it's going to be fun for not Reed. No, definitely not. My, uh, my best friend went to 
he and his wife went to the uh cincinnati colorado game and he he messaged me yeah. and he was at one point he said it looks worse in person and i was like i know <laughs> so but he and i are going to be going to the columbus game on uh yes yes on the ninth so if you're going to be there you might be able to, to find me um I, I i'm yeah we'll talk more about that one when we get closer yeah. to it blaine what are you looking forward to yeah um for one of the early ones this week, I like uh, the revolution as the Red Bull or hosting the Red Bulls. Um, I think uh, New York is one of those uh, Jekyll and Hyde teams. Sometimes they come out really good. Sometimes they don't. I want to see this one. I think I just think New England's going to really run over them. And that's uh, one of those games to pick on. Um, and then I like RSL hosting Houston as well. Um, I like what we've seen against RSL. I know Houston's defense is better this year. But I think this is going to be a real test for RSL, and I think the offense is going to get it done. And so I think you can look for some good points in there. Uh, Seattle in general this week, I think both matchups are great. Um, Toronto hosting Cincinnati is another big one. Uh, I think that could make or break your week right there. And then I really like the Philly-Columbus matchup. Um, I don't. I want to see these two defenses go at it. I think this could be a game where you can pick up a lot of defensive points right there if you're looking at stuff i just there's been some talk in chat tonight about santa being out for uh, philly um columbus is kind of finding their form but the offense still isn't scoring as much as you would expect they're not getting the points from the normal spots i just i don't know i think this one could be one of those nil nil draws and you can pick up a ton of defensive points here and i'm just excited to see those two teams go at it Exactly. I, uh, yeah, I agree with Ashley. I think Toronto Cincinnati is going to be a, a really good game to look at, uh, against Cincinnati, especially if you're looking at Pozuelo as a potential, potential pick right there. Uh, both New York city games, I think have a great opportunity for, for points. We've talked about some of their players and we will again, shortly, uh, both Seattle games, both, both sporting games. Uh, those are some games that, that I'm really looking at. I think there are some lots of good players, lots of good point potential, uh, from these guys. Uh, looking quick at uh, at chat, uh, New York City versus Atlanta. Yeah, SKC versus LAFC. All offense, no defense. Yes, Cameron. Uh, that's another yeah. one of the reasons why I like that game. That's why I like it. Very much, exactly. <laughs> uh, ben likes both union games. Um, uh, Orlando, maybe. Yeah, Eric, we'll definitely talk about that uh in this next session right here so let's move on to keepers defenders and clean sheets uh the consensus picks that we have right now is uh we click blaine hadn't put his people in yes so austin and cleveland are are the consensus goalkeepers Uh, i think as you were saying orlando maybe austin's a a very fine uh keeperoo this week you you can you can do a keeperoo this week um if you're just looking at these first games so i think orlando has a decent shot uh, against against San Jose, and that's an easy, a cheap keeperoo to put in there. Uh, and so, I I do think there are maybe if you're going to go with Orlando, you're likely maybe, especially on the defense, you're probably looking at a switcheroo. Maybe there could be a conversation made for for a midfielder, uh, but I think definitely on the defense side, it's going to be a switcheroo. Uh, on the defense side, we all have some kind of Seattle coverage, uh, Lovitz and Tinnerholm, so we can go more into depth with our Seattle pick. Uh, but in general, we're all looking at at Seattle, Blaine. Yeah, I think this is a good time to throw a question in here. I don't know that it's been in the chat or it's been floating around. 
But this is one of those weeks with Seattle playing the double. Do you take a Seattle defender or do you look a little more offensively because we have guys like Christian Roldan and Jao Paolo and Rui Diaz that all need a look? Um, and given the rest of the, the stuff, are you looking Seattle defense here or are you looking more Seattle offense? And I will go ahead and just answer that and then we can pass it around. Everybody can take that question when we go. I'm not looking Seattle defense here. I've got Cleveland, but I don't have an actual defender in. I think they're a little too pricey for the week. And I would rather have two offensive players given the double home games. I just think it's a better benefit for me. But I like those defenders here. And if something really goes screwy at the lineup, I could see changing that. But right now I'm playing a little different and I want to see the lineup for Orlando, but I am looking at an Orlando defender, uh, probably one of their more wingbacks attacking defenders. Um, I think this is two matchups where they can really get something done. You're looking for a clean sheet against San Jose going on the road to Miami is going to be tough, but I think Miami's defense is so bad. If you get one of those attacking minded defenders, you could be looking at a lot of attacking bonus points coming into that game. And Miami has been struggling to score. They're at home. Maybe they turn it around. I'm a little nervous about that, but I think you've got two good games here. One looking at clean sheets, one looking at offense. So I think you can go Orlando. Um, I've got Fontas in there for Sporting Kansas City right now. He has been picking up passing points um, in that first game. I know he got a five without the clean sheet. Not great compared to some of the others, but if they, if they can manage a clean sheet in there, he's getting a ton of bonus points all over. Um, so a clean sheet instantly pushes him closer to a 10 or an 11. And I think you take that risk in this one. And then obviously Tenor home, uh, just, I think he's going to be a must own this week, two home games, two somewhat questionable defenses, um, too many attacking opportunities for him. You just, you can't afford not to have him if he goes off. And I think this is a chance where he's really going to go off. So actually two questions to you. Yeah. One being um, going with, with Blaine, if you're going to go three with Seattle, where, what are you doing with that, that defensive element? And, uh, and then two, actually, I guess it's all kind of a combination, just, Mostly, what are you doing with the defensive element? Is it going to be a a three in the in? The, I will get this question out in a second. Is it going to be the the defender or the goalkeeper? And if it's not the goalkeeper, then what are you going? How is that going to affect your keeper room? Yeah, so I think that Cleveland is still at the a good price. If that makes sense, like he's still cheap enough that I would throw him in here, throw him in just because um, he gets okay bonus points he's not like Andre Blake level bonus points um or Maurer who's getting a lot of bonus points lately or Stuber um but he's getting some bonus points for me the hesitation with Seattle defense is rotation um they don't have as many options to choose from and both games are home games but last time rolled on Brad Smith knew who even they all got rotated um right now going into this this week Wednesday um I haven't seen a, a firm update on Nuhu and whether or not he's going to play one or both or none. Um, and Ariaga is still at international duty. So for me, based on what Schmetzer's done so far this year, Brad Smith is the most likely to get rotated. So that's someone that makes me a little nervous because Rui Diaz is going to play both games. I would be very surprised if he didn't. 
Joao Paulo, I think also um, really likely to play both games. Um, these are two Western Conference teams. I think that we really need the points and, and the rotation's going to be less predictable because um, I think it's going to be less people than Schmetzer normally does. Schmetzer, like Vermees, tends to do a lot of big rotations. So um, for me against these two teams, I think it's hard to pass up on a defender considering that Seattle still hasn't let in a goal from the run of play. Um, so I, I totally see what, what Blaine's saying here, but I think it's hard to pass up those shutout points. So I don't know. I think that, I think that Cleveland is a, is a pretty solid shout and we'll get to the, the midfields and strikers later, but um, I, it's kind of hard for me to, to pass on a defender right now even though they're expensive, but with the type of points that they're getting and the opponents they're facing this week, I just think it, it's hard to overlook. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I know for, for me, I, I want some kind of defensive coverage for Seattle. The, the rotations I do find yeah. concerning and getting someone like a rolled on or a Smith is essentially like getting an offensive player for Seattle yep. at the same time. But I think Seattle has the best chance for, a clean sheet with both of their opponents. So I I want them. And that's why I, I kind of like the Cleveland pick because he's, he's just cheap. I can find other defenders that have some options. It is a lot to invest uh, some of that money with some of those Seattle players. So Cleveland's an easy way into the back line for the team that I think is the best going forward. Um, and for, for clean sheets and that lets you, let you work with that. If you're going to do that, I, I mean, I think you definitely have to look at not doing the defender and going with the goalkeeper. Uh, we had a question that came in. I'll finish right up and then end with this last question. Uh, the other players that I'm looking at. Oh, I forgot to do it. Oh, no, go ahead. You can go ahead and, and drop yours in. Uh, I completely forgot to say that. I was just answering your question. I'm sorry. I okay. also like center home and love it. Um, I'm considering Steve Clark, who got back from injury this week for Portland um instead of Austin and then I do like Philly defense as well probably Wagner um and then I just wanted to throw out kind of a cheap uh uh switcher defender if people need it uh Tolkien for Red Bull is 4.0 and has played a full 90 in the last two weeks and did a really what did he get last week he got he's last week he got nine points um at 4.0 so depending on what you're what you need this week i think that i don't love red bull's clean sheet chances but nine points can't overlook that right no definitely not um yeah i like a lot of those same players as well that we were just talking about i'm only going to go with three defenders i think i think the play this week is to have two defenders as as your switches and then primarily look at at your options from there we'll talk uh, i mean i'll just tease we'll talk about it twice i i don't think <laughs> that this is a round for switcheroos. I think this is a round for autoroos. You can do a keeperoo, I think, easily with this setup. If you start getting too micro with your actual players, I think you're setting yourself up to potentially mess it up and and screw up your lineup. So I think you're going to want to have two scrub defenders, three solid guys on your bench, and just let the highest points come on in. If if something happens, if you're able to, to see that one of your bench players is amazing and you're comfortable scrubbing a guy on your field to force all three to come in, go for it. Uh, 
go for it if you feel comfortable only seeing one game. Uh, but I think this is a Otteru week, not a Switcheroo week. Uh, the only other name I'll throw out there, we had a question about Philadelphia. Uh, are they a must-have? I don't know. I like them. I, I like them a lot. They they're going up against uh, Columbus with their first home game, who has not been doing amazing. Uh, but they still definitely have pieces there that one, if they fire, they can fire. Um, but they're definitely a solid defense to go up against Columbus. Their second game is at Chicago, and that's betting against um, Chicago doing something at home. So, which super disappointed that MLS is Johnny on the spot with getting in the the Columbus logo, but we don't have that much much better Chicago Fire logo loaded in here. Let's. Let's fix this. The women's logo. The women's logo too. They copied it's, it. It's it's, it's better so than much they, better. It's so much better. Oh it's my so gosh. Better. Sorry. That was that was a, apparently we're doing circles. If any any graphic designers, if you want to do an MLS fantasy boss logo as a circle, apparently that's what we're doing now. So yep. um can have some fun with that. But no, I, I like I like Philadelphia. I think it's a very reasonable team to put in there. They've got a good shot against Columbus with their form being down. They've got a good shot on the road against um against Colorado, against Chicago, uh, with their form being down. I don't think they're, they're, they're on the, the middle end of clean sheets or maybe the, the bottom yeah. upper third head over to, um, MLS fancy stats. He's got some clean sheet chances. I believe those are out now. I know, I know Ryan was working on getting those things out there. So head over there and take a look at those. If you want to see who has statistically some of the better shots at, at clean sheets, Philly's up there. Um, I mean, Wagner, Elliott, some of those guys, I think we have some good options. If if you're not going to go with one of them, I mean, you could look at the Seattle players. Um, you have some different options of what you can go with. I like the attackers. And I'm uh, just, like I said, I'm going three defenders, and that's it. 39% chance, Ryan says, at a clean sheet. Oh, that's worse than I thought. I thought they were like, I thought they were like 54 or something for at least getting one clean sheet. This is the home game. Okay. Is is there not a combined chance of getting a clean sheet out of two? It usually is. I might just be looking at the wrong graphic of this. Sorry. Here we go. Uh, Two games, 54% chance for one clean sheet. Yeah, I thought it was. They're fifth on the list. Fifth on the list. Seattle's up there. Who else have we got? Just rattle us off the top five. Seattle, Nashville, NYCFC, Toronto, Philly, Orlando, LAFC. That's a Cincinnati pick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the anti-Cincy right there. So there we go. There's yeah. the top top teams according to the stats. Stats don't lie though, Reed. I'm real sorry. I know. It's okay. It is what it is. Uh, let's move on to the midfielders. Ashley, who are you looking at? And the consensus. Yeah, I mean – I think it's always pick up heel. I think we can all agree on that at least, right? I mean, always, always have him in your team. Um, I like, I like heel. I like Pozuelo, but I'm worried about rotation. I don't, I don't know how fit he is. He started, he played, right? Um, but is he going to get rotated on a double? I don't know. Um, so I, I kind of want to look into that a little bit more. Um, but I, I do like him this week. He looked great. Uh, Leo had an off week this past week. He only had minutes played, um, but that is so uncharacteristic of him that I'm going to give him another shot. I didn't have him this week, but still, um, I, I like Nashville's games. 
um, and matchups. So I, I am looking at him. Uh, I also like Maxi Morales, but for the same reason, I'm a little nervous about him going both games because he too is working his way back um, from, from fitness. And so I just don't, I, I, I want him, <laughs> but I, I hate, you know, kind of getting worked over on that. He did go a full 90. So um, it's just something to pay attention to. I also am kind of into Nani this week. I, he's hard to tell for me. Um, Orlando's a little unpredictable. Um, and then I'm also kind of toying back and forth with uh, Drow Paolo and Krylak. Kind of like Blaine said, I can only have three Seattle players and I, and I can't decide where I want them. Um, and if I decide to go goalkeeper, defender, midfielder, I, I like Drow Paolo this week. His set pieces have been phenomenal. Um, that's how he picked up his assist last week. So uh, we'll just we'll just see between those eight guys I just listed for you. It was too many. That's fine. It doesn't matter. I, I'm in the yeah. same situation you are. I, I think there's a lot of midfielders that I'm, I'm really looking at this week and it's, it's kind of hard to, to bring them down Blaine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm in that same boat. I had a list about as long as my arm of <laughs> midfielders I wanted. I settled on five for the show and I mean, heel and Nani were two easy includes. I, I really think Orlando has got, one of the easiest double schedules you can have hosting San Jose and going to Miami. I just, I think offensively, if you're going to look at a double game week team for offense only Orlando has to be in that conversation. So I think Nani really kind of bumps up to a must own given what he can do hosting Mm -hmm. San Jose who can give up a lot of goals and then going to Miami who has, who is just in shambles right now. I don't know. I don't see how you can just avoid that one. Um, I like JP. Seattle's been so good at home. They're just that team that you have to keep an eye on. And his average is too good to pass up. Where it gets a little tricky is I like Busio with the double home game. I really think you don't want to pass up double home. I think Busio's ceiling is a little bit lower until he starts scoring, though. And he hasn't been scoring lately. No goals, no assists recently, but he's getting eights and nines on that. So I, I'll take the eight, eight and the nine. He's still, he's not priced out where he's f- competing with some of these super premium players. Um, I think what, let me double check him. Yeah. Busio is still 8.7. He's still sub nine and giving you eight to nines in a lot of games. I think you can pretty much bank on an eight or a nine in this because he's been playing the six a lot more and picking up those bonus points. I, I'll roll with him. And then I've got Paz in there. I think Pazuelo is just, if he's back, I think they're going to run with him. But I think he's a little bit rotation risk. I don't know how much, but I think I like these matchups, especially if he's starting that first game. Um isn't that for no the first game's Nashville, but you get that Cincy yeah. game on Saturday. If he's gonna rest, I would expect him to rest on the road at Nashville. And then play against Cincy. You I, would, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's and, never how they do it, but you would expect that. Right? Yeah. And you know, if he rests in that first game, you almost want to take him knowing he's gonna get that second game and play, and that Cincy game is what you really want from him. So that's that's up in the air. But then I like Krylock a lot. Um not the easiest schedule going to Seattle. 
Um, but hosting Houston's a pretty decent shout. He's been really good. Leal is another one that I think he's overperformed all season, but he's been doing it for so long. Maybe this is his new normal and it's going to be really hard to take him off of the lineup. If you've got him, if you're feeling good, it just, I don't know. I don't know what to make of a lot of this. And so, and then the two big names that are going to be out there and I've seen him in chat a little bit, Montiero and chat was great to say he's on yellow card warning. So if he picks up a yellow in that Columbus game, he's not playing game two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's an instant um, take him out of your lineup moment. I think there's too many other good options to risk a yellow card in the first game and not getting that second game. Um, And Columbus's defense is too good to really want to go full in on Philly attack. I think you have a better shot at going with somebody like a JP that has a little more offensive potential and then Maxi Morales is the other one. I know you guys put him down as a consensus pick, but he's only his last game was the first time he had gone 90 in mm-hmm. since round three. He missed two games and he went 22 and 47 minutes after that. I think he's a huge rotation risk this week. Mm-hmm. I I doubt he plays. I mean, it is at home, but I doubt he goes more than about a, yeah. I doubt he goes more than 120. Atlanta's defense is is okay. Um, DC's defense is looking better and better all the time. I just, I don't know if there's going to be easy goals to be had. And if he's not getting, if he goes 60 and out in both games, or if he does a 90 and a 30, it's just, where's he going to find the rhythm? Which team is he going to do it against? I, I just don't know what to make of that. So I've seen the name pop up in chat. I think Jesus Medina is probably your better midfield pick. If you want to go with New York city, he's scored goals this season. He's had a good showing. I think he's more likely to go that 180, for sure 120, but I think he's more likely to go 180, and I think he's where a lot of the playmaking comes from. So if you want a midfielder, I would take Medina over Morales if I'm looking New York City, which I'm really not this week. He uh, does come in higher as well than the Morales, actually, because of some of his success. Uh, as far as the Pozuelo conversations that we've had, I don't care if Pozuelo gets rested <laughs> the first game. I only want him for the Cincinnati game. Uh, with our double game week format, of course, I will hit that again. Uh, you only get the highest the highest points. And, and so because of that, I only want him for the Cincinnati game. So I don't care. About, about that rotation. And I would agree, you would you would think that that's the rotation. Of course, I don't believe Toronto is playing in Toronto still yet. So no, it's, not. it's not a huge trip to to head down to, to Nashville, but still it is a trip um, yep. to take. So uh, we can see, and he may be back. Cause I mean, he's he's been worked back in. It may just be, hey, you've, you've played one game. You, you've got two more in you, you're fine. Uh, yep. who, who knows, who knows, but. We've got that there. Uh, I like what you said about, about Busio Blaine. I think that's the, the good point to make is that his, his floor seems very high right now. Uh, and that's, and that's good for, for the going into this double game week, both being at home. I, I toyed with Paolo actually here that I want to have him is Ruby Diaz enough for me. Uh, and I'm on the fence because adding him actually made me point two over for my sort of first pick initial, lineup when I went through. So, so that's going to take some, some retooling uh, if I want to get him in, which I, I may, Amanda, because like I said, it's, um, 
it's a really good matchup. I love the Nani pick. Uh, I think that's the thing too, is if people go back and look at Nani's full profile, they've seen that he's gone down some in points. Those two big goose eggs that he has, those are from his red card that he got. That was when he was missing those games. He had a poor uh, game against DC where he's number three, but otherwise he's gotten a 10 and 11, a seven, got a six coming right back off that with that goal. So, I mean, he's, he's got points in him going up against San Jose and Miami. I, I do really like Nani's chances right there. Um, Krylik is that one. I don't know. Like, I, mean, I guess I should have gone with him last week over Zella Rayon because he did get the goal. He's on some good form. Um, I don't know. That's, that's the one I'm still struggling with away at Seattle is, is rough. And you're really banking on the Houston game. And I don't know if I want to bank on the Houston game because I haven't really felt like I want to always bet against Houston this week or this year. So like that game doesn't jump out at me as like, yes, have to have to bet against, um, Leal's one that's on that chopping block for me. I think you are right. He's he's hitting above where you would expect. Uh, he's also not playing full 90s, so he is likely not going to be a 120 player for you. He does seem to get some rotation, so uh, he might not maximize those points for you. Uh, let's see here. Anybody else uh, looking over at chat to see who else has been mentioned? We already talked before how, as far as Zellerion goes, not really looking at him. You can look again at some of those those I will get to the switcheroo pick some of those value players if you want I think a lot of us have strong budgets at this point where we can really drop in some big points and I think this midfield is where you can do it Uh, Busio is I think a great value player at at sub nine Um, it may end up being some of the defenders that you you get or maybe you can save some money on on a forward depending on on who you like on that side but um, I think the midfield yeah I want to throw out one more name while we're here just because I, we're talking big budget, but if you're going big in a lot of places and want somebody cheap, I think there's one name we've overlooked just a hair. Sure. And that's Stoyanovich from Chicago. If he starts that first game, it's first, it's at home versus Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has gotten some rotation. He has been in and out. But like a couple weeks ago against Miami, he played 31 minutes and got a goal. He's been scoring okay this year. And then he played at home against Montreal and got a five without a goal or an assist. And then he got 45 minutes against the crew. So you're kind of, it's a double home for Chicago. Chat is now talking about Alina. Uh, Philly potentially going heavy in the first game mm-hmm. and playing all out against Chicago and then rotating on the back end when they have a little bit easier matchups. You feel like up against Columbus and playing all out? Yeah, yeah going up against Columbus and playing all out and then taking Chicago on that second game and sure. rotating a little more Sure, because it's a little easier game. And that makes a lot of sense. That could be the way they want to play it. You go beat your competition and then do that. But it's Chicago double home, and Stojanovic is still 6.1. I mean, he's not one of those top names we're looking at, but if you need a budget, a, a super budget pick in your midfield, I think he's the double home player that we've overlooked the most this week and they've got Cincinnati as that first game so if you see him starting that first game at 6.1 that's not a bad risk to take especially for your bench yeah nope pretty good all right uh anybody want to comment on Molino before we move on to forwards had that name pop up in chat a couple times Kevin Molino I didn't know yeah, I didn't he's no comment <laughs> 
he's supposed to be close to back, if not back and ready to go. Um, but given his injury history, I would say he's 30 minutes both games at most. I just I don't see them throwing him in the way they've been playing. They've got other players that are doing well. Luis Diaz is one of those guys that I like on the wing. A lot of times we don't play him enough in fantasy. He doesn't get consistent enough points. But as an MLS thing, he's playing really well for them and gives them a lot. So I don't see Molina supplanting him right away until he's 90 minutes fit every game. So I would say 60 minutes at most for Molina this week. Yeah, I just don't think you try to catch fire week one with someone back from injury, right? Like, I, especially on a double. Um, we don't know what to expect from him with fantasy yet this year. So um, I think there are a lot of other options. I wouldn't even consider him a differential currently, maybe in a week or so. Um, so, I, yeah, I just – I don't know if that's something to look at for this week at least. Yeah, and best case with Molino is you see him start game one at Philly. Like, right. do you take any unproven winger for the season on the road at Philly – not knowing what the rotation risk on the second one is. If it was the first right. game at Austin, maybe, but at Philly, there's no way. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our forwards. Let's see here. Blaine, I don't think you've gotten to see start yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forwards was actually really easy for me this week, and I broke your consensus picks, Reed, but that's fine. You did. This is what happens when you don't do it on time. Yes. Uh, Rui Diaz is the consensus pick. Um, You're taking him. If you're you're going two defenders, you're taking Rui Diaz. If you're going a midfielder, if you're going two attacking players for Seattle, you're taking Rui Diaz and a midfielder. Like It's Rui Diaz or bust this week in the Seattle lineup. Um, and then I like Pulido, two games at home. LAFC's defense is not the greatest. Colorado's defense is stout. I will give them that. Um, I think you're taking Pulido more for the second game. But he got, on the weekend game, he got a five without a goal or assist. He is finding his form and picking up those bonus points that Reed covets so much from forwards. Yep. Um, you've got two chances with a guy. I think he's going to go 180 are close to it. He, I don't think he's going to be coming out much early unless the game's totally in hand and then you're likely getting points from him other ways. So I'm going Polito. I think the bonus points are there. Um, chat's hitting me up, Polito or Russell. I think Russell's more of a rotation risk given his injuries this season. Um, I could see him starting both games for sure. I, I just, I like the way Polito's playing and I think on double game weeks, and this is just an in general for me this year, for double game weeks, you take your more boom or bust guys because they only have to hit on one game to really pay off. And I think Sporting's got the matchups they want this week that you're going to go for the boom or bust with Polito rather than try to bank on Russell's kind of more regular performances and picking up those bonus points because Regardless of what Russell does, unless he scores a brace, Polito's more likely to get a brace, and you're looking for that. So I tend to take boomer bust players here, which leads into my third one. And where I said earlier, I think they've got the best offensive double game week you can get. And I'm going with Tesho Akindeli 
as my third one, which breaks your um, consensus picks. He's an easy bench option. He's cheaper. And I think both San Jose and, and Miami offer a lot of chances for Orlando to score. And Tesho has been – has had a good run yeah. of form lately. Um, pulling up him really quick. I can't remember if it's two in the last three or three in the last four. Yeah, it's – okay, it's two goals in the last three and three assists in the last four for him. Like, Orlando's not going to be rotating a guy out like that. Now, he has had some – he got a goal and assist versus Toronto and played 64 minutes but he got 10 points in 64 minutes. So if he's doing that and getting rotated because they're at that point in the game, that's fine. I just think two and three and three and four, that's it's, a it's, it's three and seven. He he's gotten three assists <laughs> overall yeah. this year. Yeah. So but, round, round two, round five, round six. So uh, different in games. If you're looking at different, different games, he's got, Tesho, no, Tesho's got, he got an assist in round five, round seven and at round eight. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at, Akinola, yeah. sorry. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Yeah, um, Akinola's been solid, but no, Tesho, Tesho's run of form recently has just been on point. I think you've got to throw him on your bench at 7.3. It frees up money for some of the big forwards, the big midfielders. This is a huge cost savings for you. And it's probably the best offensive week you can get for a double game week team besides maybe Seattle's double home what's not to love about this pick? I mean, sure. If you want to go with Tesho over Nani, whatever you want to go I'm with, both. with that, yeah. or you can go with both. Yeah. yeah. Depending on how you want to do that. I, I think, um, well, actually, who are your picks? Uh, I like Ruby Diaz for all the reasons that Blaine said. Um, I also like Tesho. I'm not as emphatic about it as Blaine is, but I like him. Um, I like Tati Castellanos. He had a real off week this last week with a PK draw and a missed PK or a saved PK or whatever. Um, but I just like their matchup. Um, I, I, I can't tell if he's starting to slip in form or not, but I still like him in the, in the like I said, the matchups that he's in. Um, I'd also seen a little bit earlier today, people talking about Chicharito. And so I thought about it. He does have two good matchups. He's playing Vancouver, awful defense, probably worse or second to worst, Right. And that game is going to be at RSL. It's not actually up in Vancouver. And then he's playing at San Jose, which is always filled with goals, right? The, that Cali Clasico always has goals, but the only times that Chicharito has really been shut out um, this year was his road games in Seattle and in Portland, and then versus San Jose the last time when they played, which was round seven. So I don't know. I um, on paper he should be with the matchups a good pick, but um, I I just don't have the the gumption to do it. Um, and then I'm also, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about Polito. Obviously, Blaine would know better than I do. But from a non-SKC perspective, I feel like Burmese always rotates on double game weeks. Like, habitually, unpredictably. And so having Polito, having just been at international duty, you know, he's not hurt or banged up or anything. But um, I just always get really worried 
when it comes to double game weeks with these SKC midfield and strikers. So I do also think that Johnny Russell is more likely to get rotated. Uh, but I get nervous when it comes to Peter Vermees because he just doesn't care about MLS fantasy and he rotates people with no care in the world. So I, I do like that. The SKC games, I don't like them as much as some of the other double home teams. Um, so for me, it's, it's going to be Tati Rui and Tesho. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting some flack from Cameron in chat. And it's I mean, I'm, go back. I mean, historically, I'm kind of laughing. Vermes is <laughs> horrible with rotation. He's the guy that we've had. There's a fire Vermes thread that comes up every year in the cold. <laughs> and it's I'm not largely going that based, far with it. Yeah. But no, but. it's largely based on him not using his subs and refusing to rotate. Um, we used one sub last week. Like that's how bad it is. Vermes never rotates his squad. He likes to stick with it. And I will say historically this season, we started the first couple of weeks without Polito and we played without him. Um, it's when he went to international duty that we started putting Shelton up top as the, as the yeah. striker. Before that, we played Busio as a false nine. Like, I, I understand the rotation warnings, and that's why I say watch for – I mean, Shallowy's a rotation risk this week too because yeah. of that – Hey everybody, I'm so sorry. I had an internet outage at the end of this show, so everything else from this episode is lost because the stream stopped and the recording ended and everything just froze on my end. Uh, basically, you got all the pics of, of what everybody was talking about. Blaine was saying that uh, he did not think there would be as much rotation. As far as uh, Captain picks, uh, Ashley is going to have an article coming up, and Blaine is going to go with heel for safety. Uh, Ruby is his boom. I believe Ashley was going with Ruby. I myself am also looking at Ruby Diaz for our captain. Uh, that's all that we have for our picks. Thank you so much for joining us, and as always, good luck. Bye.